Hey there, chitheads, and welcome back to another episode of Board Chitless. I'm Lecky, and this week I'm joined by Daz, Anthony, and Tristan. Uh, welcome back, Anthony. It's been a little while since you last joined us. Yeah, thank you and very we much. We had a nice little chat about Splendid, didn't we? That's right, yeah. Yeah, and now you're back. Splendid. Back for some viticulture, which has been very exciting. Well, is it, you know, it's, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to put money down on it. Very exciting. Exciting to have Anthony back or exciting to play viticulture? Better both. Or neither? Better both. It, each, each event <laughs> on its own would have probably be, left me a little disappointed, but you combine the two. <laughs> no, I, get, I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, um, I'm a happy chappy. So let's get on with it. Is there any news, Tristan? Yeah. We're going to UK Games Expo and oh, you're yeah, coming. I am. Okay. I am. And are you, are you guys, are you not coming? There's an invite. I think it's the same weekend of the beer festival that we were talking about. Oh, before. really? Oh, Disappointing. Oh, Let's get this. So, 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 sorry, Daz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so really. But um, yeah, so Tristan's attending UK Games Expo. UK Games Expo, we've got hand, stand 1-1016. One 1016. So it's 50 away from 1066, which is disappointing, but logistically necessary. On and it's on Kilforth Avenue. I was just going to say, <laughs> that's ace. And uh, you can come speak to Tristan or Francesca or Correct. myself or yes. Sam mm-hmm. about any of the Whole Enough Productions games or about the podcast. Or about budgets. Or about, yep. Or about games that you like, but yeah. don't probably talk to Tristan for too long about stuff that isn't Whole Enough Productions because he'll be trying to shill copies of his games <laughs> <laughs> onto other people. <laughs> Um, and you'll be there for the whole weekend? Yes, we're there from Thursday, I think, so right through to Sunday. So um, hopefully the voice will remain intact, and we'll get lots of demos of all the games. We're, we're taking down copies of everything that we can carry, so dead excited about it. Sick, nice. Very good. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Oh, and a pledge manager for Shadows of Kilforth is now open and pre-orders are available. <laughs> for <laughs> Shadows of go. Kilforth and Gloom of Kilforth and all the expansions and playmats. Excellent. So drop your mail chickens and grab your credit cards and get those late pledges in for Shadows of Gilforth because it's a great game and you'll really like it. All right. I promise. Okay then. So Viticulture Essential Edition is a worker placement game for two to... One to six players. One full automa solo mode included. One to six players based in... Pre-modern Italy. Tuscany. Tuscany. Oh, very... So, even more specific. Mm. <laughs> so, pre- Designed by Jamie Stegmeier, Alan Stone, and Morton Munrad-Peterson. Oh, really? he did the Automa, didn't he? He did. That's where he comes in. Yeah. Excellent. I've not had a chance to play with the Automa, so probably don't big that up too much just yet. Um, but I've no doubt, given that he's involved, that it'll be yeah. very detailed and very cool and interesting. Well, there you go. So, everybody owns their own winery that they've been blended with from a dead relative and it's yeah. your job to make it up make the infrastructure a bit better should make we some wine point out quickly as well sorry to interrupt you no it's fine there you um you were in mid-low and you know i did rudely interrupt but this is not a shill copy so we have had a couple of stone Meyer games sent to us okay. in previous podcasts such as euphoria yeah and between two castles yeah. and mad king ludwig uh this i bought out of my own money so it's so actually, it's your own investment. It's not, we're not being so bribed to completely <laughs> impartial. Positive. Yeah, we, we'd do our best to be impartial anyway, wouldn't we? If it was, even if it was a review copy sent from the generosity of a publisher. Oh, yeah. We'd still oh, we'd try slag it, it off mercilessly. <laughs> yeah, like it. Ooh, it's not happened yet. But, you know. well, I ended up buying two castles. Did you? After we played it? Copy, so oh. 
effectively so we bought it was that from playing the game or was it from listening to board chitless after the fact um, and you in board chitless yeah i was selling it to yourself the game, sold it to myself <laughs> um listened to the podcast afterwards listened to it again because it was so good and um yeah re- bought the game well people the game. yeah people always do like to listen to things that reinforce their own view and i suppose that <laughs> yeah. is particularly effective when it is your own view that yeah, you're listening absolutely. to yeah. it's the best form of marketing we do <laughs> we do self-marketing yeah we do record quite late though and play quite late so maybe does just forgot if you had a good time or not I was like, i'll check on the podcast <laughs> sounds like it did i'll put some money down and see if you enjoy that. Let's hope it happens with this one. <laughs> you will. Or not. <laughs> we might end up with eight copies each. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so um, so you run in a winery and there's all sorts of different uh, mechanics involved as long as it involves putting a worker down and making them do stuff so that you get wine or money for the wine or maybe a nice new field. Um, how did everyone... <laughs> exactly, your rights looking at me like that. I don't know where I'm going. Um what did everyone think of the theme? Was it a nice theme for the game? Did you get into it? I thought it was a, a lovely theme. But I think it, um, because prior to this, we had a game of Scythe, didn't we? Um, which obviously is a bit more uh, angry, war um, kind of thing. Then looking at this one, we thought this could be you know a nice little soothing departure from that. Um, we could we could have lovely. done the podcast on Scythe, but we already have about five yeah, or six. Yeah, so there's a lot of, <laughs> lot of so episodes. Skipped over that. Four or five, or so we'll check that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, it, it was quite nice going into a nice, relaxed, um, you know, dipping into the beautiful artwork, um, taking yourself away to the lush fields of Tuscany, and with it just being worker placement and no war or you know that much kind of competitiveness or people coming to attack you um thought it was a nice change of pace uh yeah but it, then you know you can't just sort of get too lost in it and stop thinking about what you're going to do completely <laughs> because that's when you lose um so yeah it does it picked up the pace quite nicely but yeah i got into it the theme was really interesting yeah, I'd agree. I thought it was it was interesting, different. What I liked in the majority of instances were that the mechanisms kind of fit as well and kind of made sense. That wasn't completely universal. I'm not quite sure how the uh, the visitors necessarily kind yeah. of uh, kind of work. However, everything about crushing the grapes, harvesting your fields, turning that into wine, selling that wine, you know, the mechanisms I thought really kind of brought the theme out as well so i thought that was you're absolutely right it is a lovely kind of idea and theme but i also thought it kind of made sense in what you were doing yeah. as well um really really good it didn't feel like a holiday in italy uh, most of the time there was a f- few times where i felt a bit of analysis paralysis and i was just wondering what do i do now i've got one worker but 17 different things that i want to do with him um, so it does. It did keep it interesting, really. Even though it's a fixed board, nothing changes from game to game too much, apart from I think your owners decide what card to start with, and um, the mamas and papas. So the there's like two papas, decks, yeah. isn't there, of mamas and papas, and they determine your starting outcome. But it's it's pretty much just a a different collection of cards or coins or structures that you might start with. Yeah, uh, and the cards are. The vines, the different grapes that you'll plant, two sets of visitors, some visitors and winter visitors, and uh, wine orders. Yeah. And those are the cards that you're collecting to fulfill wine orders throughout the game. 
Uh, and yeah, the mamas and papas just dictate which you start with, but then you don't really use them again after that. Yeah, that's fair enough. And um, so, like the upgrades, then. So if everyone's trying to make money, but you're constantly spending money as well on like you know interesting things like a yoke for your oxen, um, and bigger wine cellars, and then and, bigger and wine cellars again, uh, even bigger ones than the first ones. You didn't just make it big in the first place, but no, <laughs> wildly underestimate the capacity. Um, cottages, irrigation channels. I think there was a windmill in there as well. Trellis, tasting rooms, all these little wooden yeah, yeah. structures represented by wood uh, on your board. So it's a bit size like you're building your monuments and buildings as you go. Uh, but like like Dad said, without the mechs and violence. <laughs> I think too much mechs and violence. And all those buildings do make at least a token of thematic sense. Yeah. yeah that there is something that you would have and you would do. And that, that building, the, the idea and seeing your vineyard grow. Um, quite quickly yep. um, and quite effectively was really nice. Yeah, and whereas in Scythe, if you have like certain resources, you can build bigger and badder mechs. And here, you can build, if you have certain structures, you can build bigger and badder grapes. And those grapes are worth <laughs> more and more points. And then you can turn them into better wines yes. in your bigger and badder cellars. Yeah, it's, it's quite nice, isn't it? Like the wine doesn't, the grapes don't get converted directly to wine. They've got to go into like the crush pad first. Yeah. And if you leave that, then they can kind of like grow in quality year on year. And then there you start bottling a, them up. A certain satisfaction of that particular action as well, wasn't it? Of getting the crush to the wine. I don't yeah. Know yeah. 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 It's like You're just moving puzzle. a glass Strange, bead across yeah. from the crush pad into yeah. the wine cellar. <laughs> but you know it's gaining value because it's becoming a, yeah. a commodity. Yeah. And then you're hoping to, to fill that order and sell it off to... Mm. Your punters on that on that makes me. I had a, an interesting thing. I played this last night and again and again today. I had an interesting thing with the aging thing, which is is a, yeah. is really good. Where I was finding my wines getting too good. Yeah. So and then you, can't <laughs> you don't want to waste them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I, I had the things lined up, and because you've got limited amount of action, sometimes you can't always make the wine. But as all the time you don't make it, the wine your 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 grapes get better. Then all of a sudden you find yourself massively overfilling orders if you use the grapes you have now. That was I thought that was really good that yeah. I had to I had to I had to make some rubbishy grapes just to fill part of an order that didn't need something so good yeah oh you've got too many rubbishy grapes so you embark on a bit of mad alchemy and try and make a bit yeah. of a fizzy pink wine like you know hopefully <laughs> sell it off the will go mental for <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and again that, that, that's that's nice i think that's like i know very little about winemaking but obviously well, even now indeed um <laughs> but 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 you you blend wines together and you blend different you blend wines of different types and that, that kind of creates the different kind of qualities of wines so yeah blend trying. the grapes don't you anthony not not the wines no that's where i want <laughs> that's where i went yeah. wrong last time i kept trying to pour a bottle of red wine into a bottle of white wine to make a rosé uh, which apparently isn't how wine, work, wine making works so i've learned that at least that's good it's good and then you move it all on to the pesky wine merchants who are very demanding they always want, you know, a ridiculous amount of nice wine or rubbish table plonk. Mm. And you you basically just got to satisfy these demands as best as you can. And at the start of the game, they all seem impossible to fulfill. And by the end of the game, you wish you had more workers so you could fill more and more. Yeah. There's a nice little sort of um, growth um, grading in this game where very quickly you feel like you've got this massive vineyard that's got a lot of um, activity on it. I was just going to mention that actually. Yeah, there's there's a unexpected tension ramp. You start off the game and you're just pleasantly planting your vines and whatever, and your grapes and that, and you're harvesting and building your resources in your buildings. And then all of a sudden, like the years tick by, 
Uh, and at the end of each year, as you said, you age the wines and everything. And then all of a sudden, everybody's racing for the VPs and these these orders start coming in and the, the, the VP track is going up thick and fast. Yeah. And there's like this sudden tension of like, crap, I've got a, I've only got six dudes or, you know, if you've, if you've managed to get all your workers into play, um, I've only got these guys and I need to fulfill all these orders this year. Otherwise, Anthony's going to beat me because yeah. he's like way ahead of me. Yeah. And uh, we had a bit of a climactic finish there where I, I, I think we all thought it was going to roll over into the following year for everyone to have a chance to catch up. But all of a sudden, this situation comes out of nowhere where you're like, Oh no, we can end it this year. Yeah, and um, and then you you play certain visitor cards which combo off your yeah. wine yeah. orders, and that increase it might give you one extra VP, but because it's the first person to get to twenty VP, it's not actually that many. So before you know it, that that goal line is upon you. Yeah, and as soon as someone hits twenty VP, that's the end of the game, and everybody else has until the end of the year to catch up and yeah. and and match it. But if that's yeah. if that someone does it as their last action of the year, then that's it, golden. Mm. It was it was interesting to see because the two players that sacrificed VP early on in the game, um, in order to like get early games, like you know, like new buildings and stuff. Which, so, so there's certain cards that let you yeah, do that, right? That put your VP behind to get resources. Exactly. And so you up. end up on like minus two or minus three. Um, you and Ant both did that. Me and Daz didn't. We clung on to ours, but then you were both on like nineteen and twenty at the end of the game. Well, it was weird, like sixteen, twelve. So it was interesting to see how like you know sacrificing points like that early on really gave you some decent boons yeah whereas at the end game that could be devastating it is and now whether or not that is i think it's playing the cards you have and and there are certain cards that 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 benefit from that but but absolutely i I certainly i think in the first game i played i didn't realize you could go negative um but um but it it definitely is a a way that you can build yourself up a little bit quicker and gain that extra turn and like tristan says when you're only going to 20 victory points a point here and there an extra action point makes the world a difference definitely i thought it was given that it is a pure worker placement uh pure worker placement game i thought what was an interesting shift was at the start absolutely you don't have enough workers and you can only do a few things yeah. if you want to more towards the end it's not about the efficiency necessarily of using your work so you've probably got quite a few yeah it's about getting to those places first and i found myself in a few situations where i didn't have that much to do with my workers at the end because I hadn't got to the places quick enough yeah. to be able to make them count. It's getting those like sexy card combos, getting to the uh, visitor mansion first, so you can play two blue cards yeah. instead of one. Yeah. So they, they all the spaces have a bonus spot, don't you? In the three yeah. to four player games, so there's four of us tonight. Um, the, you have two action spots in every location. In the one to two player, you only have the first one, but with when you unlock the second action spot, it has a bonus, which is so tempting. It's like a huge target where you can harvest two fields or plant two vines or yeah. have two guests visit. And and those things, as Anthony says, it's, it becomes a race to be the first person to get them, but you don't know what everybody else is after. You know what you're after and you'll want some combination of those things. So you'll be competing for first place in the order. So is it time to talk about the cocks? Always, <laughs> always. So I'm surprised it's taken this long. <laughs> <to> <laughs> <promise> <laughs> from you. It's for certain initiative, isn't it? So you have to grab your cocks and place them down on a the roosters. The roost, yeah. So it's it's a lovely little wooden figurine Cock. of a, you know a male chicken, a rooster, a cockerel. It's, it's a leghorn foghorn is the only yeah. other way we could think of describing yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but you just literally in player order, you pop them down. Some of them have boons, so like first player is just first player. You you can go first. 
then you can get a green card, which is a great priority, or get a yellow card, which is a summer visitor. Then it goes down to the final spot, which is number seven, where you can literally get an extra worker, but you go last. So. Super handy early game, though. I mean, it oh yeah. You, uh, yeah, I mean, you went straight for it, didn't you? Um, yeah. First round, second round. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, and it does it does make a big difference, um, and then that then dictates what you're going to be doing that round by which you know areas you can kind of run to first. I thought that's quite a nice nice mechanic, and it sort of balances itself a little bit because you, you know you you're trying to decide what you need, what you're missing from your hand because card play plays a massive part in the game. Um, what you might be missing, you know, are you missing a great variety? Are you missing a visitor? Uh, versus how quickly you can get to the fields to start planting grapes or harvesting them. Lovely and thematic as well, isn't it? Because the it, yeah, the rooster is you know yeah, it's like farmyard your day yeah farmyard so, fun yeah, yeah. you can feed them <laughs> and uh, get meat <laughs> later on down the line. You know, apart from rustic charm, it doesn't really signify winery well i assumed it was like getting you up that you you what you rise with the cockerel. yeah that's what I, uh, ah yeah the, oh, and the early yeah, bird yeah, catches yeah. the, the early bird yeah gets the grapes less good <laughs> oh, benefits you don't which actually get anything, anything, do you? but yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> what i thought is it was like how early are you getting up the visual yeah, metaphor so, yeah. was completely wasted on me i just yeah. thought oh yeah like you know countryside animal okay <laughs> this could be a pig so if it'd be the sheep it would have, have thought that was <laughs> just, just as normal bear. yeah okay yeah yeah the early bear yeah. catches the, the early uh, bear catches. green card wine catches the <laughs> as the expression goes <laughs> yeah the cover's lovely it's a very placid languid serene country scene timeless a mama and papa yeah um, in a pre-modern time overlooking a valley when these Holdings pre-modern is it pre-industrial? Does pre-historic, um, pre-iPhone, but definitely pre-iPhone. They're probably using an Android. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so about a hundred years ago, <laughs> definitely. Um, he's got a Nokia thirty-two ten. Yeah. He's programmed his favourite ringtone. <laughs> it's the introduction to "Smoke on the Water," and he's impressing her. Is that a, it's a lot of sarcasm? Yeah. So, in order to get in on the jokes, you probably need to just quickly Google viticulture and go in an image search. I'm sure you'll be able to find loads of really nice artwork of the viticulture um, board box. What do you think of the artwork? It's grand. Um, it it does the job. It's quite cutesy. It's in that sort of um, Age of Empires isometric view. You know, you feel like you're looking down from the top of a hill. The board you're talking about now, yeah. Not yeah, the, the cards. The, the board, yes. The cards look nice as well. Um, just generic, sort of cardy artwork, or at least the best way I can describe it, you know. You get a stonemason, it's a man holding a hammer and a chisel. <laughs> he looks fairly gnarled. Um, you get a judge that you can give wine to when he looks like he's having a great old time with a glass of wine. I'm guessing that the mamas and papas were backers of the original Kickstarter I, campaign. From... Everybody looks very homely on these cards, so I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the people that are in cards, like the cards are based on like, you know, friends of Jamie or Morton's or their backers. Morton's in there. Whatever. He's one of the cards. Is he? Please don't tell me he's a stonemason. After I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the names weren't as Italian as I thought they would be for some of the No, rappers, no, but, no, it's uh, Laura, so, Matt, yeah. Jeff. I don't know. Jeff isn't in there. It could be. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up at the top of my head. The graphic design is lovely. And the it, insert is one of the few that I won't throw away 
So when I get yeah. a board game, the first thing that happens is the insert goes, the Home Bargains Hobby Box comes in uh, with the card sleeves and the Ziploc bags, yeah. whereas this has a really neat little box, lovely design, and it's just... Everything fits yeah. so nicely. It's proper. It's just a Stonemaier game, you know. Every time. The component quality is up there. Yeah. Speaking of graphic design, though, I think these player boards let it down a little bit because on the game board, you've got all these little spaces that are circled and highlighted where you can put your meeples. Yeah. Big meeples go on top of the actual artwork that represents, you know, going to the market. So that's easily done. But then when you're using your own sort of like little farm tile to keep track of what you're doing with your wine, um, you can build like your trellis and it says this is a trellis area but then there's no little sort of slot or little sort of like shaded out area where I want to put the trellis down and when I was expanding my cellars I had to sort of like poke it at the edge of the player board at the bottom and kept knocking it over oh right yeah. so like unlike the indentations in the sides like yeah it just it just felt boards. like it just needed a little mark, area marking out um, I'm sure it was maybe designed with the freedom for people to put it down where they liked <laughs> There's some confusion Ever. between cellars, cottages, and oh the yeah, there was, there was a ver- yeah there was a fairly clear thing where well a lot of those little buildings look very similar yeah and I suppose there's a space for them so it doesn't really matter um, it's not going to be confusing I don't think it's going to mess up the game if you accidentally put your trellis where your tasting table's supposed to be yeah. Um, but but yeah for completeness they, they could have been a little bit more different so the tasting room. Um, mini figure was the that's representing a table that makes a lot of sense because i was just like maybe it's a hut trellis maybe. without a grape yeah, well, yeah. Essentially different versions of huts yes yeah definitely it goes up it goes horizontally yeah. and it drops back down again <laughs> sometimes there's more angles involved you're not going to mistake the windmill though that really did no not at all apart, yeah yeah that was it was, it was nice i done that one <laughs> But yeah, but other than that, it's a very, it's a very sort of a nitpicky criticism for it to make. But it just, I just thought it was interesting. So it's forty-five to ninety minutes playtime. That was yeah, much we smashed out about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was no trouble from you guys picking up the rules. We were up and running. No, it was fine. About straight away, three, yeah. three turns in. Yeah. The, the first round was interesting. I was just trying to like figure out what I was meant to be doing or how I was meant to be doing it. Um, but then it grew quickly up and running. Yeah, there's a sort of very basic uh, like process of get the grapes plant the grapes yeah. harvest the grapes turn the grapes into wine yeah um and then all the other stuff is like peripheral stuff that makes all that process yeah better. definitely i feel like i missed out a little bit with the not training new employees training expense uh, workers yeah. yeah it's workers. expensive though i can yeah. see why you didn't do it and i only got a couple of workers out because um i just spammed a few cards I think Ant did the same thing. I mean, you saw you uh, yeah. throwing a few cards out there that gave you workers. Having only played this a couple of times, I'd say, but I would speculate it is very, very hard to do well without getting yes. those workers out. You were feeling yeah. the pain, Daz, weren't um, you, towards yeah. the end, I think, with just a couple of guys. Well, by the end, I, <clears throat> it was always a, just a small family-run vineyard, so I didn't really want to get any other employees in. It sure. Do you want to dilute the, the, uh, the quality to, of the workers? Um, we turned the trellis into a holiday home so we were getting <laughs> income from Airbnb. different sources it was, uh, anyway it was a very enjoying it really a very uncomfortable hammock <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah just turn it upside down perfect yeah but you uh, didn't end up too badly on the track um did you end up with like 12 victory points yeah total? i think so, so yeah i think it was just um got yeah lulled into a bit of false sense of security yeah. at the start with the pace being quite slow and just getting your little um 
sort of conveyor belt going kind of thing, which yeah. is yeah. you can quite happily chugging chugging along. Um, I don't. <clears throat> I think as well the uh, the visitor cards were more important than I thought to start with. I think I had a few duff ones. There was. But there seemed to be some right. There was some duff, came duff ones. The end. Yeah, I think it's the same probably with all the decks. There's some like real duff ones, mm-hmm. and then there's some really good ones. They um, there seems to be some nice middle of the road um, like wine merchant cards. So, you know, so like the deals that you make to sell the wine. Um, same with the grapes. I, I've got one grape variety that needed irrigation and uh, trellis, which luckily I had. But otherwise, that would have just been stupidly expensive to try and get out on the board. Yeah, um, that's that's a tough then, wine to bring into play at yeah, the start, isn't it? But then one visitor will be like, right, train a worker for like one gold. And then another visitor will be like, get 16 more visitors. And it's like, well, it's not as good. And you have to really keep like cycling through that deck in order to find these good quick hit cards. Because they are in there and you can Mm. really do well off them. I think those visitor cards make it to a large extent. I think without that, um, because this is a... it is a very straightforward worker placement yeah. game. Um, you know, going into this, there's a lot of worker placement games now that have some kind of twist. We were talking about Architects of the West Kingdom, yeah. uh, which is, again, uh, in some ways, a very simple yeah. worker placement game, but it does have a, a kind of a key twist, which I don't think this does. I think it, it is very kind of straightforward worker placement. Um, but those worker card those um pardon me those visitor cards yeah are where you really change the cadence yeah where you really stop it just kind of going around and we all do our thing then we all do the next thing yeah. and we all do the next thing those things really allow you to to accelerate things out in turn or do a lot more of something than you would do normally with that yeah. work placement <clears throat> yet for me they really make they the, they make the interesting tension and the the the, the different speeds of the game yeah. Some of them inv- involve other players as well. Um, so I think you, you had a couple, didn't you? Yeah. Where it was like, right, if you can't give me this... Um, then I'm going to get a game for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think competitive. And, and I had a really good one where it was harvest a field or make two wines or do a deal. And you can do two of the three. Two so of the three. So you did really well off the back of that one. There were some really good cards coming out. Yeah, the winter guests are better, aren't they? So the game's split yeah. into two halves like each year where you do the summer actions... It's like planting the fields and having summer visitors and doing tours. And then you have the winter actions where it's um, get harvesting the fields and turning stuff into wine, but really importantly, having the winter guests come. Yeah. And so the the race for the spots sort of evolved over the course of the game as well because you, you're racing to harvest the fields, then you're racing to make wine, then you're racing to fulfil orders, and then everybody sort of realised Anthony was sweeping up all these uh, winter visitor cards yeah. and playing two every year. And just spamming them out with all these different combo effects. And the rest of us are like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, we need to do that too. And uh, all of a sudden it becomes a race to do that as well. But then you've got to accumulate the right cards to be able to make them worthwhile and work at the stage that you're at. Um, so, yeah, definitely that adds all of the variety and all yeah. of the interesting sort of tensions yeah. and combos. Did we all have fun though? Was it a fun game or were you just like going through the motions? Um. I think I'm going to tell us a little bit, but um, when Tristan introduced me to this this game yesterday, I initially had a bit of a red flag because um, for me personally, me and my wife, we bounced off Charterstone quite hard. Um, Just did not kind of, we we were playing two player, I don't think that's necessarily optimal, Um, but that that kind of, that small steps building up, just a few workers, then harvest them back and do it again, just really didn't work for us. And in this game, I think you start with three workers, yes, yeah. and there's this whole plethora of different action spots. And I could say, okay, 
I'm going to get the same experience out of this. This just slowly building up. And I have to say, not at all. It, it really was a kind of... While mechanically you were doing a lot of similar kind of things, yeah. for whatever reason, it just felt like ex executed, yeah. um, accelerated quickly. There wasn't that kind of spending a turn, scooping up your workers, which I know a lot of worker placements have. It kind of it kept felt like it kept going. Yeah. So, so for me, absolutely. In the way I've found some worker placement games not to be so much fun really really enjoyed this excellent yeah it feels quite um, aerodynamic there's there's not a lot of like fat in the game where nope. like you're saying it's like mechanics that are just there for the sake of it everything seems to be like well thought out there's nothing that really absorbs too much time except for like just making the decision of which card i'm going to play at this moment which area i'm going to visit first if i visit this area over this one someone's going to beat me to it so which one's really important it's the usual sort of like worker placement decision making nightmare mm. but in a good way you know nice nice and fun um i i just had a great time with it it was it was just nice quick easy to learn easy to play and you know you can just pretend that you're doing the wine thing yeah yeah i i, I agree with uh both of you i think um first game tonight um it was paced really nicely um you, you can almost <clears throat> get caught off guard a little bit like i did with the sort of uh, slower pace at the start but yeah um yeah, as, as nice and twee as the um, sort of subject matter is, like when you see those others, other people's victory points going up by five or six or eight at a time, <laughs> then you do give yourself a bit of a kick up the arse or you, you work as a kick up the arse yeah. if you've employed well, it. That, that's it, you're like, everyone gets about two VP in the first like seven turns. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, one person's won it and you're like, hmm. <laughs> came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a. I mentioned to Morton that I'd picked it up, and he said, "What the hell are you buying it for? It's a euro, and it's got no <laughs> goblins or dice in it." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh," but um, no, I'd always been like keen to like figure out where you know the Stonemaier games had come from, and this was the I think it's the first game, um, and the winemaking theme interested me. I would definitely had it in my head that we I'd sit down with Francesco and we'd play this and have some wine whilst we're playing it, which yeah. we did. And we both really enjoyed it. I mean, it just went at this sort of languid pace and then ramped up with that tension ramp that we talked about before where all of a sudden, you know, we've gone from having a nice glass of wine and playing this lovely game to just being at each other's throats like, oh my God, it's, you know. You <laughs> That's the hangover section. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, and but both loved it and then obviously introduced it to Anthony yesterday and we had a good time with it. And again, tonight with four plays, it changes again because you add the extra action spots which have these bonus um actions that you can yeah. do as well and that changes the game from a one to two player game as well um and i think there's a lot more in this than probably i was expecting to be honest uh, you know you you know you're in for a quality game with stonemaier games but um viticulture yeah. you know if you'd mentioned that to me a couple of years ago as the name of a game it would have completely held no interest <laughs> for me uh, but here i find myself playing this competitive winemaking euro yeah it, having a great fun with it it, it so when when we were looking at the game, it made me wonder if um, Jamie Stegmaier is like really into like you know winemaking culture, and he's like you know he's read about it previously, and he thought he'd visit it for a game, or whether he thought that it's such a Euro theme. It's like it's winemaking. It's based in Italy. It's going to make a great sort of worker placement Euro game. So he just he just ran with it and did all the research, right? I'd like yeah. to know you know if mm. you know did the cock run before the egg really <laughs> <laughs> in this game. That info um, will be out there. I'm sure he'll oh, talk about it. Totally, yeah. He's just, but yeah, I, we'll get him on the show and we'll ask him. Excellent. 
a great idea. Okay, then. Well, thanks very much for listening. As always, please um, like and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a little review. We love the five-star ratings. Um, we, we, To be honest, we'd settle for a one-star rating. Any ratings I do. Any rating, any feedback, apart from shut up, I'm trying to sleep. Although, although if they did send that, we'd, we'd appreciate that feedback as well. It, yeah, actually, it's still honest, feedback, Lucky. It is. That, that's engagement. Um, you can't buy engagement. Literally, I've tried. <laughs> On Facebook. <yeah. laughs> they take your money and walk away. <laughs> okay, until next time. Bye. Bye-bye. See ya. Thanks much. So